Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Joining us now is friend of the show, Brad Young from Hairstyle Fisher & Young. Hey, Brad, what's going on? Hey, it's great to talk to you, Ryan. I saw some breaking news, and it seems to be Tuesdays is the right time to break news because whenever there's a Supreme Court story, it seems to always come on Tuesday. Like, I go back and look at my phone history. Those are the days I text message you the most. <laughs> uh, so the headline is high court rejects GOP bid to halt Biden's Pennsylvania win. And one of the last long shots of the Trump administration, or at least uh, the, the Trump reelection campaign, was going to challenge Pennsylvania and some of the votes that came in after what he said was the deadline. But the Supreme Court rejected the Pennsylvania certification challenge. And really, it just leads the way for Joe Biden to officially take Pennsylvania as a state. And I'm curious if you had a chance to take a look at why the Supreme Court decided to not take up that case. Well, it's interesting that this is a very narrow issue. They, they've not decided the issue with regard to whether or not the, that the mail-in ballots that were received after Election Day, the Supreme Court didn't rule on that issue. What the Supreme Court ruled on today was an issue raised by uh, Representative Mike Kelly, he's a Republican congressman in Pennsylvania, and he had challenged the actual law from 2019 that allowed for the expansion of absentee voting. And so he challenged that law, stating that it violated the Pennsylvania Constitution. The, the state uh, Supreme Court in Pennsylvania ruled that their challenge was too late. In other words, they didn't challenge it within the time frame allowed by law, and so their request was denied, and that was uh, appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supremes turned that down today. But what they did not do, the Supreme Court did not make any definitive decisions with regard to some of the other cases that are floating around regarding Pennsylvania, particularly the, the allowance of mail-in ballots that come in after Election Day to still be counted. The Supreme Court did not decide that issue yet, and I don't really think that they will, even though I think that's the best legal challenge of all of these that Trump has nationwide. This one's the best one 
but I really don't see the Supreme Court taking that either. So with that, I noticed Ted Cruz said he would even help when it comes to challenging the Supreme Court with that one offering to argue the case if the high court decided to take it. And when it comes to all of these other challenges that are floating around, are, are there any actual ones that are in the pipeline directly with Pennsylvania, or is it mostly uh, a broader look at the election that all of these other attorney generals in different states are starting to join in on? Well, there, there's, a, there's a lot of litigation going on out there, uh, and most of it's probably going to come to a head here in the next week or so. Uh, but but the, I still believe that some of these challenges in Pennsylvania have merit and are valid. I think they're valid challenges. But just like if you look at 2000 with Bush versus Gore, the Supreme Court only took that case because it made a difference, a specific difference in the outcome of the election. And even if Trump were to prevail in Pennsylvania, that would not make a difference in the outcome of the election. So that's why I don't see that going anywhere. But what is interesting, I think, and unique is what Texas did today, which is file a direct action with the Supreme Court, not under what's called their appellate jurisdiction, but under what the Supreme Court has called, which is original jurisdiction. So there's no appeal filed. Texas filed, in essence, requested the filing of a lawsuit directly with the Supreme Court, which is allowed under Article 3 of the Constitution. Hmm. That's the one you said out of Texas? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. The Texas Attorney General filed that. And it's, what's interesting is, is that under Article 3 of the Constitution, a state that sues any other state can file a lawsuit directly with the Supreme Court. Now, it's up to the Supreme Court whether they will accept it or not, because everything at the Supreme Court has to be voluntary on the basis of the Supreme Court. But the Constitution allows them to file it directly with the Supreme Court rather than filing it in a federal court and then filing a bunch of appeals. So this is a very unique type of lawsuit that's been filed, and frankly, not one that I've ever seen before in terms of election litigation. So if you were to try to figure out the odds of Donald Trump succeeding at this point in one of these challenges, uh, what kind of odds would you give them? Uh, <laughs> maybe 5%. Uh, I, I think the odds are extremely, extremely low. Wow. And in most of these cases that have been filed, there's anecdotal evidence of fraud. And, and let me tell you, I, I, don't, uh, I don't doubt for a moment that there's election fraud going on out there. I don't doubt it for a moment. But the question becomes, is there enough fraud in any given state or collection of states to make a difference in the outcome of the election? And that's what the Trump legal team has, frankly, been unable to show. Mm. Like very quickly, for example, today, there was some evidence that in Michigan there were 2,000 ballots that were cast that appear to be in the name of people who are deceased. Okay, so that if true, that would show that there were 2,000 votes improperly cast in Michigan. But since Biden won Michigan by far, far more than 2,000 votes, that in of itself would be insufficient to overturn even that state's electoral college votes, much less the election at large. So I just don't see these cases going anywhere substantively. So this is something I, I guess I don't understand either. So if you look at the chain that makes it up to the Supreme Court and eventually it keeps getting challenged and challenged, 
And if something that like, you know, 2000 votes isn't too appealing for the Supreme Court to spend their time on, why is it that the lower courts are rejecting this? Isn't that the job of the lower courts to look at cases like this? Why are why are they the ones that are rejecting these sort of claims? Well, I've read several of these decisions across the country, and most of them are based on the following. What the Trump legal team has put together is anecdotal evidence that suggests the possibility of fraud rather than evidence of actual fraud. And and I think the reason for that is clear. Uh, litigation takes time. It takes months and months and years to do discovery and take depositions and get documents and do these kinds of things. And, and you know, the, the, the Robert Mueller Russian investigation is a fabulous example. You couldn't pull that off in six weeks, even though it took them three years at the end of the day they still found no evidence of collusion with Russia, but it took three years to reach that conclusion. So right now, the Trump legal team has found innuendo and anecdotal evidence, but they've not uncovered any actual specific evidence of mass fraud. And absent of that, the courts just aren't going to get into the business of overturning the outcome of an election. They're just not going to do that. Mm. I feel like this is perhaps the ultimate crime that someone could commit. So let's say the Supreme Court, after the fact, says, well, since it's not going to have any bearing on what happened, we're not going to take the case. Or maybe that there's not enough time to investigate this properly. And once time passes, is it really worth it, the time? So essentially, since you're working with such a short window of opportunity and the courts don't want to deal with it in a short amount of time, ultimately, voter fraud could feel like the ultimate crime that you can get away with, knowing that the courts aren't going to mm-hmm. be taking and picking it up. That's a shame. It feels like that's almost a strategy. Yeah, and uh, and that could be the basis for the next John Grisham novel, uh, because it would it, it would make a fantastic one. Uh, because if the Supreme Court says uh, we, you know, we're not going to deal with this because you don't have evidence, and it takes two years, and then, for example. Hypothetically, if two years from now all this evidence comes out of mass fraud, what do you do? Do you nullify ex post facto the results of the election and decertify uh, President Biden? Or by then it might even be, you know, President Harris. We don't know. But you know, what do you do with that? These are these are situations obviously we've just never faced before, and it would be certainly uh, new ground. Yeah, that's kind of troublesome. Um, I hope that for the sake of having clear and transparent elections, there is some step taken in order to try to remedy some of the problems that we've had and at least make it so there's a mechanism in place so we don't have to get into the same problem over and over again. It's uh, it's a shame that we're running into it. Uh, it. Okay, so all of these things are going on. For the most part, it looks like very slim chances that some of these challenges will result in overturning what we currently see inside of the election. And it looks like um, Joe Biden will become president in January. What would let me just ask this with the slim margin that there is something that breaks? What would the what would the thing have to be? What would that one thing that would be the first step to have to happen in order to start turning the tide for Donald Trump to actually have a chance at it? Uh, of course, I'm speculating here, but the one thing in my mind would be specific evidence that the software used by the various states in terms of counting the ballots, that the software was capable of switching votes from Trump to Biden. That's the only type of evidence that I could envision that would be on a large enough scale to make a difference in the outcome of the election. If you just have evidence of dead people voting, you 
know, in Chicago, that's called every election. Okay, <laughs> so that, that, that's a new. Uh, but you'd have to have evidence that the software used by multiple states switched votes. And it can't just be anecdotal. Like, like right now, one of the evidence that the Trump team has put together is that 95% of ballots that were came from a specific zip code were all for Biden. Okay, well, that's anecdotal evidence, but that's statistical evidence. That's not actual evidence. That's saying, what are the odds of 95% of the votes going for one person? So it requires you to make a leap of logic to reach that conclusion. But what evidence I think would have to happen is you know, some guy who's a programmer says, I'm the guy that programmed the software to switch the votes. It would have to be that level, at least in my mind, of evidence before there would be any talk of overturning the results, at least the apparent results of the election. Mm. Where's Julian Assange with WikiLeaks? This is the type of thing he would love to break <laughs> wide open, you know? Um, we're, we're missing him. Is he still alive? Is he still in hiding? I don't know. Oh, I haven't heard from him in a while. He's, he's still alive, but I think he's still living in an embassy. And the last time I saw him, uh, it looked like he had been eating too many McRibs. He's gotten pretty big. But uh, I think he's still living out, hanging out at the embassy somewhere. Mm-hmm. Brad Young from Harris Style Fisher & Young, are you making any future appearances anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I'll be filling in for you on uh, Christmas Eve Eve oh. on the 23rd. Oh, and cool. then uh, I'm filling in for you a couple of other nights uh, between Christmas and the end of the year. So, uh yeah, I'll be uh, sitting in a big chair trying to fill the enormous Ryan Wrecker shoes. <laughs> the enormous McRib sandwich shoes. I need to sponsor those somehow <laughs> and get them involved. Brad Young from Harris, Dahl, Fisher, and Young. Thank you so much for coming on and explaining it tonight on Overnight America. My pleasure, Ryan. Well, the odds are pretty slim. I, I felt like the odds of President Trump being able to go out there and definitively say he has a fighting chance is continuing to diminish, it seems, by the day. Maybe you feel a little bit different. It seems like we do this topic about once a week anymore because as the season comes to an end and as we get close to 2021 in January, it seems like the steps are really set in motion that are not going to stop, which is putting Joe Biden in office as president of the United States. But maybe you feel a little different. Do you feel like this latest Supreme Court rejection is enough to turn your hope down and know that uh, I I just know in my gut that's not going to happen. Are you at that point yet? I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that are not willing to give up on this yet. So let me open the phone lines back up to you. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Brad Young joined us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. I want to take some more of your calls. Uh, are you someone that has changed their mind on what's going to be happening? Have you come to a different conclusion of who's going to be in office come January? I know that maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Give us a call. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Listening to KMOX. His Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Okay, we're only live up until 2 o'clock, so it means we only have limited amount of time. And you heard Brad Young break down what the Supreme Court rejection means for this election. So there's a couple of things that President Trump's campaign needed to happen in order to try to, I guess, further the likelihood that maybe there could be a turnaround on this. You know, I've, I've said that I'm not uh, confident. In fact, I have no hope that this will be turned around, even though that's what ultimately I wanted to happen. I did vote for Donald Trump, and I thought that uh, him getting a second term would be better than Joe Biden getting in there, uh, stepping down, and then Kamala Harris taking over the reins, which is probably likely to happen. But I know there's some people that actually have lots of hope left in this. They are confident, and they are ready to see these things happen. But every time you see something come up like, the Supreme Court denying another motion, it makes you say, okay, there is one one more second off of the clock and you're already down to the final seconds. And there's another second ticking off the clock. You're not getting time back. And that's part of the problem. I feel like once you lose all of it and you get down so far past the point of no return, then you can continue to fight to prove that there was funny business or there were things that could have changed the outcome, but it'll be too late to actually impact as in, you're only going to be doing it to say, I told you so. We had someone, um, our, our uh, producer back in studio told me, call in from the Chicago area. So upset. Oh, so upset. Oh, so, I, this is what I also don't understand. Why are people so worried trying to find truth to all of this? You know, what's happening right now is that people are really digging into this and they want to know the truth. And they feel a lot of the truth has been impeded. They feel like there is some hindrance to the truth, that all they're doing is trying to determine once and for all, maybe if it's only for their own sanity, or maybe it's just for the sake of the integrity of the elections. Some people don't like that sort of thing. I think some, well, given Chicago, give me a break. You want to talk about a center for voter fraud? <laughs> What's one of the top places you would think of is Chicago. You know, even the former governor of uh, Illinois, Blagojevich, when asked if there is voter fraud 
in big metro cities in states like Illinois, he said, is the Pope Catholic. <laughs> Absolutely. There's there's bad things that go on. And what are also are we starting to find when it comes to the tie ins with China? Uh, how crazy is it? that Axios drops a big investigation. And we start to find out that during the same time, there's all these TED Talks going on in China with people saying that they've infiltrated politicians here in the United States. And then Axios comes out with this big giant report that there is this one uh, woman, I can't remember her name offhand, but for a long time, several years, was getting all buddy-buddy with uh, big-time politicians. Swalwell, I believe, he's... um, Someone that is known mostly for farting on camera and denying it, but he was someone that got all buddy buddied. And what happens is that these Chinese double agents, these Chinese spies come in, they'll do fundraisers for these politicians. And in her case, she even said she was sleeping with them, getting into sexual relationships with these politicians in order to use it as leverage. They would try to find the up and comers in the Democrat Party, court them get them in compromising positions as in, hey, I'm going to sleep with you or break up or whatever. And then they just use that. Maybe they need that uh, ace in the hole in the future. And then they also mention as part of this Chinese TED talk that, oh, don't worry. We also have leaders all across the United States, like um, all the way up in Wall Street. And we got these hedge firms, but they, they go off into they say the thing that changed all of this was Donald Trump gets in there and kind of messes things around. But thank goodness Joe Biden got in business as usual for China. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is a pretty big revelation coming out of China. Now, this could be a big part of misinformation. It could be something that is just a a, a giant distraction of all of this. But we know that this has been confirmed, as in this was authentic speech. And the subtitles, meaning the translation of what he was saying, was actually authenticated by multiple sources. This is kind of a big deal. So we have all of these other things going on around the same time. We have this big question mark of what was legitimate. And I think there's a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump that still hold out hope that there is more illegitimate than there is legitimate in some of these places. And as Brad Young said, and this is actually a really good point by Brad Young, he said a lot of the type of evidence that is coming forward right now is just secondary, as in it's not absolute. Here's the proof that we can present to you to examine. It's mostly people witnessed this, so we saw it, but we don't have what we saw in hand. Or we might have had the we can look at the data and all of this seems so improbable. There's no way that this would happen in this way this quickly unless there was something crazy going on. And then you can't really use that. You can investigate it. You can use this as the step to investigation, but it's not going to happen in a quick enough manner in order to change things for January at this point. I don't know what's going to happen for these states that are banding together. If it's just going to be some sort of footnote in history where they look back and mention that at least there was some pushback to it all. And maybe in the history books, when they go back and look at this, Who knows? Maybe something will be proved down the line. We know investigations take time. You know that they're not going to ignore this investigation. But let me point out one thing, and I've said this before, and I think it's a pretty good point to mention that even in 2016, when Donald Trump won the election and he got into office, he still, 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 still cried that there was voter fraud, even when he won the election. And what did he start doing in that first year of his term? He said, 
we're going to try to eliminate this voter fraud that we see in some of these large areas. And what happened in the states that you're seeing the contention right now? They pushed back and they said, nope, we don't want to work with you because there is no voter fraud. There is no proof of these things. Even when he won, he was calling for voter fraud. And he tried to turn around some of these states that he knew predominantly had issues. So what happens in 2020? The states that ignored those requests are the ones that are still having issues, according to him. Now, the big part is he's got to be able to prove it. And it's like, I don't know if he can. It's just it's going to be difficult. There may be a lot of evidence surrounding it, but I'll tell you, it's a tough battle to fight. And does he really want to do that when he's out of office? Maybe. Maybe he just wants to say it. I don't know. Uh, 314-436-7900. That's the number if you want to call in or 800-925-1120. Who knows what happens next in the Supreme Court? Who knows if there's enough time? I don't have any confidence. Uh, Maybe you do, though. This is Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 11. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 20 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Overnight America is live with you tonight up until two o'clock. We're past midnight live because of not only Billiken's basketball, which was uh, nice to hear that one, but also afterwards the Jack Buck Awards were fantastic. And those hockey stories at the end were just great. So we're happy to be with you live tonight. We'll be back 
under the normal time tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Let's take some of your calls at 314-436-7900. I do want to get to President Biden, upcoming President Biden's administration's plan to tackle the coronavirus. So we'll get to that, too, coming up. Let's go to David, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you. I just wanted to say that uh, uh, your show and other uh, shows on TV, conservative shows, are focusing only on like the recounts in blue states. We could also do the uh, same thing for a lot of red states. I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure Missouri has, you know, some issues on dead people voting. Um, I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Do they have issues? Probably not as much. I mean, there are voter ID laws and things that try to. Well, cut now down what's on the that difference in Missouri and Illinois? I mean, you're saying that Illinois has more dead people voting, or so you're saying that only alive people. You, Illinois has never had a reputation in the past three decades of having dead people vote. I mean, it's always oh, been an no, issue. In it's Illinois. always been the same thing in Missouri, too. It's just not publicized as much because, okay. you know, yeah, I'm just saying if we're going to check all the blue states, let's check all the red states. So how about when Donald Trump, when he was in office, wanted a federal overhaul of fraud uh, investigations? It wasn't just specific states he wanted it. He wanted all states to participate. And they tried well, to well, look so at I some just, of the I laws that made it open you. to that. So sorry, what's the, it's a blanket thing. Point. No, I disagree with you on that point is what President Trump in his first year said he didn't he he wanted to stop the uh, foreign influences in the election. It wasn't so much about just 2000 dead people voting or something like that or where of wherever you said that was from. I don't know, but it's not going to change anything. What, the dead people voting? Probably will not. It's more than just that, though. I mean, there's all kinds of challenges that he's bringing up at the moment. And just another point, too. Even if it was just looking at these specific areas, why would it be Donald Trump? Like, let's say there was some sort of voter fraud going in in a red state or something. It wouldn't really necessarily be Donald Trump's um, focus to try to uh, for, to try to take on the case that the Democrats should be taking on at this point. Uh, he's really focusing on the things that are part of this election that he's trying to put evidence together for. Now, if we're talking about a bigger idea, a bigger idea of uh, the integrity in the election, there's a lot of things that you can do. Do you think that maybe voter identifications are a good idea, as in you have to be verified in order to vote for yourself, maybe ID laws and things in states? Well, you know, again, that's up to the states. Uh, I'm a Republican also, and one of my huge uh, things, reasons why I'm a Republican is because I like states' rights. Mm-hmm. And if Pennsylvania decided that you could, you know, mail in, go count three days or six days or whatever it was later, that's their choice. You know, I'm not I'm not a Pennsylvania. I'm not a New Yorker. I'm not a Californian. I'm a Missourian. And I vote I, I vote for my secretary of state, my governor in Missouri as conservatives. And that's what I like. But that's not for everybody. And I don't want to tell you what. Pennsylvania should do or California should do, because I don't know a gosh darn thing about them. I've been through them. You know, I've been there, but I really, you know, I don't live there. So what about, um, let's say, an election board versus elected officials dictating what the election laws are? So should someone be able to change the law? As an as a an election board and over like supersede what the laws are? 
No, absolutely not. It's what they have to do. If there's a challenge to that, take it to their court, their state courts, their state, even their state Supreme Court, if necessary, and see what the ruling is. Yeah. Okay. And uh... we've already seen that, you know. I mean, well, we've seen it sometimes, you know. I think in every state that's being contested by the President uh, Trump right now. So, Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, David. Good to hear from you. Uh, 314-436-7900. I think that if we had a system where they, because uh, uh, let's let's just look. Okay, so let me just point this out too. And this is more a statistical than anything else because this doesn't, it's what Brad Young mentioned before the break because you can look at statistics and then you can look at hard evidence as in here is what, we were able to find when we looked into it deeper. But when you're only going a couple of weeks out or a month out, that you're not going to be able to get the the full investigation in. So let's say in 2016, during that general election, there was about 30 million absentee and mail-in votes. Okay, 30 million people not actually going to a physical location in order to identify themselves and to vote. In this election, we're looking at over 100 million. So you go from 30 million to 100 million, an influx of a plus 70 million votes. Now, in the influx of 70 million votes, is there a larger opportunity for there to be voter fraud? I think most people would say, yes, the opportunity is absolutely there. Does that mean there was more voter fraud? Well, statistically speaking, that means, yes, there would be more. If you're weighing this based on, you know, 30 to 100, that means there might be, you know, three times as much voter fraud if you just want to look at what was there to begin with. Now, let's look at this, too. And I'm just going to play this out. And I've talked about just looking at what happened in New York over the summer. In New York, they decided to do a pilot program. And if I don't have all the numbers correct, forgive me, but just play along. In this primary, there was about 700,000, 750,000 votes that came in for this Democratic primary. A month later, they still didn't know who the winner was because they were having a hard time verifying all of these votes. And because they were verifying them to the best of their ability, of those 700 and something, I think it was 100 and some, nearly 200,000 were invalidated. Um, I know the numbers don't add up. It was but 20% roughly. Uh, I'm, I'm not adding it correctly, but there was about 20% of the vote that were thrown out because it did not follow state law. So I think the question is, was state law followed in every state, okay, when it comes to the mail-in voting, in Pennsylvania included, should the election board oversee the written law, okay? So think about what the Supreme Court did even when they were counting these things immediately after the election. Supreme Court Justice Alito steps in and says, well, you need to separate these votes that you're counting so in case there's... Uh, a discrepancy towards the back end that we're going to be able to look at this properly. Well, of course, they weren't doing that. Um, but think of it this way. If we were to just look at the most recent mail-in on a mass ba- on a mass scale, it took months for them to count everything in New York. Well, not months, but over a month for them to count everything in New York. And about 20% of the votes were invalidated. It was a huge mess. You know what I'd like to find out? Of those 100 million that came in through the mail, how many of them were invalidated? What was the process it went through? Um, what computers were used and what thresholds were used on those computers. I think these are all things worth investigating. You're not going to find that out in a month. And I think all of these things that you're going to find out maybe after the fact, 
as people continue to look into this, is that it wasn't as honest or it wasn't as um, clear cut as they're trying to make it sound like it was, as in there was no fraud. All right. uh, We'll take some more of your calls coming up after the break. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. In Overnight America, live for another hour or so. And I love hearing from you. You can call or text if you like, 314-436-7900. And we still have a lot to get to on the show, including maybe some of the latest news when it comes to coronavirus and what Biden's administration would be doing to handle that. Is there going to be another stimulus package? And what does it look like? It seems uh, seems like we're getting pretty close to figuring that out. Let's go to Sue, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. Um, I'm the Sue who called about the HD that wasn't working. (laughs) Okay. Is it working now? (laughs) It's working now, yes. Oh, that's excellent. Carol called back and said that um, uh, they were fixing something, and that, that was why I had a problem. But I like my HD. I can hear it really well, especially at night. So I'm calling in about um, I still have some hope that something will turn and that Donald Trump will be a victor. Because I think Mm. I personally feel that there was a lot of things that shouldn't have gone on. I don't quite understand how you can go to bed at night with him with such a lead and wake up the next morning and and he's lost it all, hmm. especially in those those five main cities in in the state in the uh, states that he had to win. Hmm. So, but after I listened to Brad this tonight, hmm. I understand. That it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So I have, but you know, I listen to Rush, and he makes it sound so. Um, well, you know, let me tell you. Can I tell you what I heard Rush say on Friday that was interesting? Okay. Rush what? on Friday was talking about all the different news that is around these challenges. And he said, sometimes he'll look at it and say, there's no chance. And other times he'll look at it and say, wow, he might just have a chance. He goes back and forth. It's like a game of tennis almost where yeah. sometimes he'll feel it. Sometimes he won't. He goes back, forth, back, forth. And I feel like a lot of people may be like that. Uh, that's probably right. I did hear him say that. You're, you're right. And I think he, he, he so desperately wants Trump to win too. Um, mm. So, Anyway, okay. you asked, and that's my answer. I still have um, some small degree of hope, but but I think with time <laughs> okay. and all, it's still have some. really not going to happen. All right. Thank you very much, Sue. You see, I, I think that I have lost hope well, you know, a while back. I, I lost hope some time ago. But it's interesting to do these sort of interviews or these call-ins to try to see where you are if anyone else has changed their mind or maybe they're exactly where they were before. Let's go to Larry. Welcome to Overnight America. How are you doing this evening? Good. If it's, if it's uh, in the Constitution that the state legislature has to pass voting regulation laws within the state, why would 
states like Pennsylvania and Georgia be exempt from the Constitution. Now, say that again. So they have to come up with their own state laws when it comes to elections. And why would they be exempt from that? Is that what you're saying? They have to be approved by the state legislature, not the governor, not a voting uh, commission or election commission. It's got to be by the state legislature. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. States did not do that. They with the mail-in votings, they just made the rules and and let it fly because yeah. it came on so suddenly. I agree. I agree that they made some adjustments on the fly, as opposed to doing it the way that law would require them to do it, which is one of the reasons the challenges have been there. And I think it's a valid valid challenge. It's a valid look at that. And I think that's why the Supreme Court at least came out with an initial statement when Judge Alito mentioned that you need to start separating these things, the ones that came in late versus the ones that didn't or the ones that were counted late, um, because all of those things I think are relevant. But you saw that the states kind of ignored that, didn't they? I mean, they didn't really play by that. It was an itemized, I should say. Yeah. And And that's that's a problem. The decision with uh, Gore and Bush, it was basically the same thing where one county had one way of counting votes and they had their own little special rules and another county didn't. Well, that's that's not acceptable. That Mm. if if you live in one part of the state, you've got to live by a different set of rules and regulations than another part of the state. Hmm. And that's what the Supreme Court determined in, in Bush versus Gore was that they all had to be counted the same way. Hmm. Well, uh, Larry, thank you very much for the call. And a lot of people are going back and looking at that because, you know, it is relevant. Supreme Court stepping in for an election just happened some 20 years ago. Um, it took a little bit longer to to get that rolling, too. So keep in mind, that was something that was not instantaneous. It wasn't overnight that they were able to do this and everyone was watching. And you remember those photographs of the one guy who lifted his glasses up and he's got the like real bug eyed look on him trying to figure out if it was a hanging chat or not. And that became a common household term. I think that the thing that concerns me about this is that maybe if the Supreme Court looks at this and says, even if we were to rule in Pennsylvania, wouldn't overturn things. Thus, we don't feel the need to step in here because we only want to make uh, decisions when it impacts something, it, not that it impacts nothing. And if that's the case, then that's a kind of a basically saying it when you had free reign to do what you did, as long as you did it in a mass enough scale, then there's no way they'd be able to get all of them at the same time. It's like there's so many holes in the wall with the leaking water. Supreme Court says one plug isn't going to fix this. But maybe for the future, it should be done that way. This is Overnight America KMOX. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.